Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Basis Hashem, feedback and insights, share number 118. We're talking about six foundations of intimacy. And the first one was emotional intimacy. Last year we started talking about physical intimacy, which is separate from sexual intimacy. And we explained how physical touch, how important it is to convey to your husband or to your wife security, belonging, and a sense of peace, and a feeling of well-being, and the motivation for physical intimacy, to be physically intimate by connecting with each other through hugging, kissing, cuddling, holding hands, is to express that inner desire to connect with your spouse. And over time, with children, stresses of life, different schedules, and many other reasons, the physical intimacy is one of those first areas where a couple begins to feel disconnected. It comes, you used to kiss more often, you used to be warm to each other, And now instead of holding hands or holding each other, you walk side by side, you don't touch at all anymore. And without the physical intimacy, the marriage feels more like it's a relationship between roommates of two people sharing the same house with the same responsibilities, but nothing really differentiates you as a married couple. And that is so sad because this... Simcha, the Sipika Nefesh, this love that both a husband and wife could give each other and really deep down want to give each other and are not. It's so sad that it's that it's lost. The good news is, is that can be regained again. It's it's so so important. It's there's a spiritual element to it too although it's very hard to explain in a sheer why this is so. It's very, very much an expression of the soul. And the different ways of being physically intimate, you talk to each other how you prefer it, how your husband prefers it, how your wife prefers it, sometimes coming from behind, wrapping them in your arms from behind, back massage, feet rubbing, holding hands, kissing, and so on. And that feeling changes over time. Sometimes when they're younger, they want this type of physical touch, and then when they are a little older, they want something different. Sometimes when uh, a wife is a new kala, she wants it a certain way. And now she's a mother of little children. She wants it in another way. Sometimes a husband to feel connected when he's under stress may feel he needs certain types of physical touch. That's different when than when he's on vacation. And you'll learn about what touches matter the most to your husband or to your wife. And that also through open communication, through loving each other, by having conversations about it, truly helps. And it helps you remain connected and these are 
truly happy inducing behaviors. When you lovingly touch, it reduces the cortisol, the stress hormone, increases oxytocin and the love hormone, which makes one overall feel a lot better, feel warm, and feel a certain great amount of sipaka nefesh and love and a general feeling of well-being. Marriages in which physical intimacy is a strong factor in their marriage report increased satisfaction in both their marriage and their overall life. Why is that so? Because when you and your spouse are touching, there's a sense of belonging and of connection and of being with each other. And it's a way to communicate your love to your spouse. And it's not to be underestimated how a hug, how a kiss, how a holding hands can truly transform the relationship. And like we said before, this is a true need. And normally some people would say, you know, I'm not that touchy-feely type of person. And the truth is not everyone is. But the idea is, though, is whether you are or whether you aren't, to show up in a marriage, to show up for your husband, for your wife, one needs to express physical affection. It's extremely important whether your personality type is like this, that, or the other. And once you know that, it becomes more natural to you. Once you know that, you become committed to do this. And once you do know this, you come to enjoy it after a while, even though it doesn't come naturally to you based on your personality. And I want to say, although it's not a pleasant thing to talk about, but in the, in the secular world or in general, based on experience, very often when a husband or a wife, either one stray from one another, which not making excuses for it whatsoever. But very often one of those sticking points that created that was not necessarily the actual physical sexual realm of it that may have been there. It's not other things. Very often it is a combination of emotional intimacy of the first one we talked about that was lacking, but also physical touch. The lack of the warm physical touch causes a husband and wife to drift apart. And it's much more open for these terrible nisyanists that we hear about. Because it's not a matter of just touch, it's the tension. And when you realize that it's a, it's a, a way of expressing your attention and your interest and your love towards your husband or wife. And when that touch is lacking, there's a lack of attention and a lack of love and a lack of interest, at least overtly, which is something that that is so important to need and it's such a deep human need to be expressed. So it's very important, either a husband or a wife, whichever one that's listening to this, that is not by nature that touchy-feely type of person doesn't like to express emotion that much, is somewhat distant. For the sake of the marriage, for the sake of HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanting this from you, 
for the sake of connecting to your husband or to your wife, to choose to engage in this physical intimacy with your husband and with your wife through loving touch and you begin to see how much your husband or wife means to you and how much you mean to them. And that starts a healing process. So for all of you who are listening that sort of drifted apart in this area, it's time to start reconnecting in this area. It is awkward in the beginning, like everything else, when you want to reverse a trend in a marriage that's been happening for a long time. And the good news is, is that when you do it, and not for a long period of time, but when you start doing it, you start seeing the immediately results or very um, positive results that over a short period of time, you get to a place in your relationship that you haven't, got, haven't been in years or it's even better than it ever was before. But part of it is pushing yourself, knowing I may not be the touchy-feely type of person. I may not be the most emotionally expressive type of person. I may not be the one that's comfortable giving touch or receiving touch overall, but it is something that is extremely important. And when you do that, you're not just helping the other person, you are helping yourself. To understand where your husband or wife likes to be touched, how they like being kissed, and how you don't have to... um, beg your husband or wife to touch you. You do it on your own, both of you, and it becomes more natural to you. And not to avoid that physical, intimate aspects. And physical intimacy is, I'm not talking about the actual sexual aspect, but this concept doesn't have to be a casualty in a marriage Very often it is a casualty. It's lost. And it's very painful. And sometimes people don't even realize how painful it is because they can't really put their finger on it. Not realizing that this is what they truly, really need. A warm holding of the hands, a warm kiss, a warm touch, a warm caress could go such a long way in helping a husband cope through a hard day's work to help a wife cope with a long day with her children or whatever else that she has to go through in her journey during the course of a day. And to introduce or reintroduce this aspect in your lives. It could be vital today as when you first met and even more stronger than when you first met. It's important also to say thank you when your husband or wife touches you the way you like them to touch you. The simple act of expressing gratitude helps create that positive cycle in your marriage. And we all need that positive positive cycle. And the thank you increases the likelihood that this good practice will continue. Incidentally, just agav, this is not the subject now, but even in the sexual aspects of the intimacy, it is worthwhile to be grateful to one another and thank each other for the giving that is given in that period of time, in that moment, in those moments. And by saying thank you in the physical touch, your spouse knows that you have touched them in a way that's meaningful. 
And everyone needs to know that what they're doing is working. So let your husband or wife know that it's working. If they are working towards this and you are benefiting from it and you're enjoying it, let your spouse know that you're enjoying it. And this creates this healthy cycle. You could schedule time for this. Like we said before, sometimes with some husbands or wives, it's too triggering to have it on random times where it won't lead to the actual sexual aspect. So schedule time to do this a little before sexual intimacy, to hold each other and so on. It reduces stress, like we said, and it creates a tremendous feeling of connection and loving feelings towards one another. And again, like we said, once you get used to this, and it doesn't have to be triggering, that it doesn't necessarily have to lead to sexual intercourse, then this could happen during the course of a day. This could happen very often in the times during the day. You could take walks in quiet places and hold hands with one another. You could do so many things together this way. That could be tremendous, create a tremendous amount of joy and create a tremendous amount of sipika nefesh and giving towards one another. How much so stronger this is, is if you take the combination of both of these aspects combined of the two foundations that we were talking about in the last few shiurim. That when at the same time you are emotionally connecting, you are physically connecting. The same time you're physically connecting, you're emotionally connecting. One without the other also is powerful. When you physically connect this way, even if you're not fully intentional about the, the deep emotions there, just simply holding each other, doesn't always have to be intense. You know, for example, you know, you're, you're, you're alone and, you know, you're, you're listening to Shear on a phone, a healthy kosher Shear on a phone, and you're both looking at it. And while you're both looking at it, you're holding each other on the couch. You're holding hands. You're cuddling together as you're listening to something together. It's beautiful. And so that, that you could have that physical intimacy, even though you're not necessarily connecting very deeply emotionally. Of course, you could have emotional intimacy, even if there's no physical intimacy. The Nida period is a good example of this. When there's no physical touch even, but you could be extremely emotionally connected in a way that you don't have to worry about triggering things that shouldn't be triggered, halachically, totally not only permissible, but healthy in connecting in a deep emotional level. You could do that a lot in the Nida period as well, and it's very important to do so in the Nida period as well. And the physical? Certainly so. And one needs to know, very interesting, and I mentioned this point a few times, and it's a very important point. Those very aspects that are forbidden in the Nida period of the physical connection between the two of them or certain types of expressions that should not be used that are triggering during the Nida period, 
It doesn't mean that when it's not the Nida period, okay, so now it's mutter. When it's not the Nida period, now it's okay. It's not just that it's okay. It is healthy. This is the way it's supposed to, it's supposed to be. Those very laws of the things that the Torah or the Chazal came with to say that one should avoid doing in the Nida period is something you're supposed to be doing in the Torah period, not just that it's mutter. You're supposed to be doing it. You're supposed to be holding hands and hugging and kissing and cuddling and talking warmly, caressing, all of these things. It's not just that it's mutter. It's something you're supposed to be doing. That's the two opposite points, and that's something that when it's in the Nida period, it infuses it with meaning. Because what you're really doing is saying is that I am simply delaying it to build the desire and to build the excitement. And again, we in the Torah, we do the halachas, we keep it whether we have our reasons or we don't have the reasons. But the fact that Rav Meir said Befeirish, the reason from the Chazal, so that when you have that need a period, so that every two weeks it's like you're under the chuppah again where there's a new fresh renewal here. There's a new spark. That is really the point of it all. So therefore, when you take the combination, and we're not even talking about sexual, the actual sexual act now. We're talking about the physical contact that does not lead to that yet, or does not lead to that in this particular point in time. You combine that with the emotional intimacy, and you express those two things together, it's extremely powerful. And again, it's, it's sad, but we all experience it in life. We're Baruch Hashem. We have a lot of tirdis. We're very busy. We're under a lot of stress. And we have with the children, and we have a lot of obligations. But we cannot drift apart. We cannot drift apart. And if we already drifted apart, we find each other again. We find each other again, and even if initially it is uncomfortable for us because we're so used to being distant, when was the last time we held hands? When was the last time that we passionately kissed each other? May have been years. It's time to get that back. It's time to put that spark in back. And it is doable. It is workable. And once that happens... It, the whole relationship shifts. Your life is better, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And again, going back to the original design of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu des- designed marriage. Not, yes, a challenge? Yes, it's a challenge. It's two different personalities trying to work together. It always will have its challenges like we talked about so often in all the Shiorim. But it's not just the ta- challenge. It is not just the challenge. Explain to this very, very often that for even the sexual urge, it's not just there so that it should be a nisayan for people to stay away from. It's a matana for married couples. It's a matana and a vehicle where the shechina comes down. Same thing with the regular physical intimacy, not necessarily leading to sexual intercourse, but the very 
touching and holding and kissing and all of those things is a matana. It's a matana that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave to each husband and wife to experience with one another. And the more the better. That's not indulgence. That's not unhealthy indulgence. That's a normal, healthy need to connect on a human level. Husband to wife, wife to husband, soul to soul. This is the vehicle in how you connect. Bracha and